Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. Amen. I've asked Emmanuel to play a little bit. You know, before we went away, Rod's been talking about the new season of abundance and about not letting ourselves be earthbound with earth language. And sometimes when God shows you something and you're carrying something and you may carry it for years and years and it just seems totally impossible. How can God change Poland? How can God make the music in the sanctuary become popular out there in a world that's just racing to hell? You know, how can we stop it? I know we can do a lot more, a lot more than we're doing now. And we're going to talk about that more and we're going to be doing that. But in the last few months, I was sort of looking at the things God had put on my heart to share with you. There's the prayer. You've got it in your uh, monthly bulletin too. But seriously, be positive. Be a positive person and expect more. Yeah? Uh, So I've been talking in the last few months about, oh, release the youth. Release them? They're pretty released around here. But you guys who are youthful, well, that's me. Can I go? (laughs) Oh. Well, I think I'm youthful. I think I kind of got stuck in youth. And I think God likes me to be childlike. I've spent most of my life living in the past. And then I finished writing about the past. And now I'm sort of living in the now more than ever. I was living in the now, but only in part. But anyway, I shared with you about the last time about getting out of your boat. But I shared with you about going through trials. It's really important that we know how to go through trials in life because in this earth realm, we have a lot of troubles, we have a lot of trials, we have things that we have to face with our finances, with our health, with our relationships. Not everybody is perfect. I wish everybody was just perfect we were just in heaven, okay? But we're not there yet. Oh, you're perfect. Yeah, except Rod. Okay, except God. So open your Bibles with me, would you, to Matthew 14. Because I was asking the Lord, well, where do we go? You've you've had me teach them how to make progress in the middle of your trial. And it's not easy. It's easy to stand up here on a Sunday morning. But what about during the week when you're in the middle of a trial to say, I am making progress in the middle of the heat of the warfare. That's not the easiest thing to do. And it's also, you don't necessarily want to hear from God who tells you to go out again. Just do it again. I'm like, well, I thought this should have happened 10 years ago. And he's like, well, never mind, it didn't. Did I tell you to go somewhere in the Bible? Is anybody there? Well... I'm going to tell you to go to Matthew 14 anyway. Matthew 14. Because I've been thinking about, and we're down here in verse 28, I think it starts. Peter, Peter was the one who was sort of dealing with his unbelief. 
And Peter said to Jesus, Jesus, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. How about God tells you to get out of your boat? Get out of yourself. Get out of your comfort zone. And Peter, he said, what did he say to the Lord? Come on, if it's you, tell me. If it's you, command me. Sometimes I think, God, if this is really you, you do it. You do it. And God says, no, you do it. And I say, but I don't have the money and I don't have the know-how. And he said, that's no problem for me. You know, nothing is impossible with God, Jesus taught us. But with us, it's impossible. Well, within a week, I had the money and I had connected with the person I'd turned down 10 years ago. But, you know, it's, it's amazing when you pray. And I've been reading this book on holiday, Daring to Live on the Edge. I'm not sure if we have it in our bookshop or if it's even open today. But I typed it out when I came back, and then I couldn't find it anywhere on my computer. And so last night when I went to sleep, I said, fine, God, you know, if you don't want me to share the story, I won't share the story. That's fine. And then this morning, you should see my kitchen table was piled high with papers. So many unresolved issues. And I found these papers had fallen out of the book. No wonder I couldn't, because I'd looked through the book a couple of times and couldn't find it. But just bear with me while I read you this story. This story has changed my life. Reading the books I've been reading about trusting. How many of you have been burned by trusting someone? By trusting another? And it burned you. You trusted them. You thought their heart was the same as yours, but it wasn't at all. And so I've been learning how to trust again. God's been dealing with me. But I want you to listen to this story. In the 1800s, see if I can read this little tiny print, an acrobat named Blondin, actually Jean, Jean Francois Gravelet, I guess he was French, I knew it was in Canada by the Niagara Falls. Many times he became famous for crossing the Niagara Falls by tightrope. I thought, I don't do tightropes. And I started reading this, reading on in the book. One day a crowd gathered at the falls to watch his most dangerous attempt yet. He planned to push a wheelbarrow loaded with a heavy sack of cement across the tightrope. That's pretty, that's a feat. With that extra weight, the slightest miscalculation could tip the wheelbarrow and twist him off the wire, plunging him to death 160 feet below in the raging waters. Now get a picture in your mind of a guy who's an acrobat going across the Niagara Falls on a trapeze. First of all, now he's pushing a wheelbarrow with a bag of cement and he's got to really get his calculations right. Because if he doesn't, the whole lot could just, whoa, there's no safety net. He's got no safety net. So this crowd had gathered then. Thousands of people watched breathlessly as he made his way across, placing one foot carefully in front of the other. You know, you can just see it, okay? Quietly pushing the wheelbarrow across the spray field chasm, oblivious to the roar of the water beneath him. I mean, I guess so. I want to talk to you today about focus. 
Okay, Peter said to Jesus, if it's really you, command me to get out of this boat and I will. So here's a guy who becomes famous for going backwards and forwards on, on this trapeze wire. When he made it to the other side, the throng let out its collective breath and cheered. What a feat. After his crossing, Blondin challenged a nearby reporter, do you believe I can do anything on a tightrope? Oh, yes, Mr. Blondin, said the reporter. After what I've seen today, I believe it. You can do anything. Do you believe God can do anything? Do you? Okay. I believe you can do anything. Okay. Do you believe then, said Blondin, that instead of a sack of cement, I could put a man in this wheelbarrow? A man who's never been on a tightrope before and wheel him without a net safely over to the other side. Oh, yes, sir, Mr. Blondin, said the reporter. I believe it. Good, Blondin said. Then get in. That's in chivers up. God says that to you. Okay, get in. Do you believe I can do it? Do you believe? You just said. You did, Rod Anderson. <laughs> Anything is possible, Jonathan. Anything. I believe God can do it. Okay. Get out the boat then. Because I was there. We were there in Cyprus. And I was thinking about the messages I'd brought. And I was thinking about, <clears throat> you know, the gift to see and be prophetic and all that kind of stuff. And I was thinking about Cindy coming and. I was thinking about God being able to do the impossible. Okay, so the reporter paled and quickly disappeared into the crowd. It's one thing to believe something, but it's quite another to have that kind of faith in someone. Okay? Now, remember the interesting thing. It dawned on me when I looked through this book, which I can't give to anyone because it's been in the water a hundred times and I've been reading it and listening to Daring to Live on the Edge. However, let me carry on with the story. However, one person that day did have that kind of faith in Blondin. This brave volunteer agreed to get into the wheelbarrow and cross the falls with the master acrobat. I mean, this guy was cool. I don't know if I would have said yes and got in. Honestly, I don't think I would. I don't think I trusted. God was dealing with me about trusting people. I'm like, oh, people change. Okay, God doesn't change. So as Blondin tipped out the bag of cement and placed his passenger in the barrow, men on both sides of the falls quickly placed bats. Bets, oh, sorry, I can't read this. Place bets on the outcome. Can you imagine that? They're, they're making a bet on... <sighs> then as the crowd cleared, Blondin made his way back across the falls, this time pushing a nervous passenger ahead of him. It looked like another easy conquest for the daredevil. I don't know how many of you have known the daredevil. I've known a few. One of them is gone. One of them is still alive. Daredevils, they're just ridiculous. Okay, one of them is Keith Richards. 
He's the guitar player in the Rolling Stones. That guy is a daredevil. He's got so many lives. The other guy is a friend of mine from Norfolk who is a speedboat racing driver who just flat out broke through barriers. He has now died and gone on. Hopefully to heaven. I think he's in heaven. It looked like, anyway, another easy conquest for the daredevil. But when they were halfway across the 1,600-foot rope, a man with a heavy bet against them crept over and cut one of the guy wars. Ow, he cut the wire. He was so determined to win his bet, he crept over and cut the wire. Suddenly, the tightrope pitched crazily back and forth, the force of the whipping motion gaining in intensity as Blondin fought to keep his balance. He knew that they were seconds away from death, when the rim of the wheelbarrow came off the wire, they would both be pitched headlong into the churning waters. But Blondin spoke, cutting through the terror of his passenger in the wheelbarrow. Stand up, he commanded. Stand up and grab my shoulders. The man sat there paralyzed. Let go and stand up. Let go the wheelbarrow. Do it or die. God is saying that to us, you know, right now in this crucible of endurance. You just let go of the past. Let go of it. Don't say I can't do it. It's impossible. I don't have the money. It's got nothing to do with that with God. It's got to do with faith. Somehow the man managed to stand up, step out of the swaying wheelbarrow. Your arms, put them around my neck. Now your legs, around my waist, said Blondin. Again the man obeyed, clinging to Blondin. The empty wheelbarrow, full, disappearing into the frothy turmoil far below. The aerialist stood there, using all his years of experience and every trained muscle to stay on the wire until the pitching subsided a little. It's okay, you can take a breath. I felt like this, I was gasping on the edge of my lilo. It was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I could do that. Inch by inch, the air acrobat made his way across, carrying the man like a child. Finally, he deposited him on the other side. And that's what it means to live a life of faith. You have to have real confidence in the one who is carrying you across. We must trust God right now. It's fairly easy to say you believe in God, but are you willing to have him carry you across a tightrope high above a roar of water? You have that experience, you know, you can have it. You might be in the middle of something right now. I know I saw Claudette come up. I know they've had an experience finding the right peaceable habitation. We all have things we're in faith for, okay? And this is what it comes down to in living by faith. It is having faith in God. Now just take a minute and just think about what do you have faith in God for? For him to bring us into a church building? 
for him to make your life assignment come into its fullness, for him to bring you that right person in your life, for him to exalt and promote, for him to bring you into the vision he gave you years and years and years ago. The vision that's far too big for you, only God can make it happen. Father, we thank you, your Holy Spirit. We thank you. We thank you in this waiting room in the earth, Father. You're, you're just going to carry us across this tightrope. We just thank you. We do thank you. We do thank you. And I want you to go to Hebrews 12 too and put that up. Because there is something happening. Hebrews 12 too. God has big challenges planned for you. I know I didn't want to have to say this, but I think I said it in January the first time when I'd gone up to the barn and I'd asked God, what's this year about for your people? And he said it was about going deeper. Last year he told me for chosen, go deeper and leave higher. And I said, what is it for this year? And he said, it's the same. They didn't go deep enough. I was like, really? You got to, let's read Hebrews 12 too. Looking away from all that will distract to Jesus. It's all about Jesus. That acrobat knew what he was doing. He knew he could walk across the tightrope, but he knew the wheelbarrow wasn't his safety. Wheelbarrow wasn't going to make it. The wheelbarrow was going to have to go. He was going to have to let go of the baggage. But he could get the man on his back, and he had enough strength to get across there. What a story. That story is... It's just been really living with me. Can you imagine? As I've been just thinking about focus, I've been thinking about what it means to concentrate, what it means to have your heart involved. Some of you have never given your heart to what God's called you to do, and you'll never be released to fulfill the dream till you give your heart 100% to what God's called you to do now. Jesus, Jesus, who is the leader and source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief and is also its finisher. Maybe your prayer hasn't been, Lord, finish this. Finish it. You're the author of it. You're the finisher. Bring it to maturity and perfection. He who for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him endured the cross, despising and ignoring the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of God. I have pages of notes, but I don't believe it's right today. I just believe you've been living on the edge and you've been living in fear, but we need to live on the edge and move on. We need to continue to step out of our boats. I thought, well, okay, we've stepped out of our boat. Now what do we do? 
And the Lord said, you focus, because when the water's raging, you cannot look at the circumstances. You cannot look. You have to keep going. I encourage you, wherever you're at in your vision, your life assignment, keep going. And thank Jesus. He's the finisher. He's the finisher. He started it. He's got to finish it. And if you're living on the edge, like our young people are, I love that Chris and Emma have called it edge. You know, encountering godly, what is it, daily encounters. Just great. Just live on the edge. I can't imagine not trusting God, whether you're trusting him for a new car, a new house, a new job. Father, we thank you for bringing things to closure. And we thank you that as we move ahead to Chosen, we thank you. It is going to be different. Everything's very different. We are terrified in some areas of the future. And yet, we know that you've gone before us to clear a path of grace. So we just say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to get to the other side. Tell yourself, talk, I'm going to get to the other side. I'm going to live my dream. I'm going to see the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of God. I'm going to see it. I don't know. I've got to talk to you about some things that came to me. You know, there's something about thinking creatively. Maybe you haven't been thinking creatively lately, but just take some time out and choose to think creatively. I really learned a life lesson again while we were away in Cyprus. If it could get in my head, it could get in my spirit. And if it could get in my spirit, it could come out of my mouth. It's really important not to let thoughts come into your head. You may have thoughts about me. They may not be from God. God has thoughts towards me, Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the thoughts I have for you, the thoughts and plans. The plans, the word is to do with thoughts. God has good thoughts towards you. That's why I can go to him. I can trust him. He will say the right thing. That's why when I'm not in the word, I'm not receiving the guidance I need. You can't get further than that. Okay, so stand up for a minute with me. Just bear with me. Praise your Father. Father, we thank you that by your Spirit... You're teaching us to trust you. This is a big vision. Thank you. The right people in the right place at the right time. Thank you for the right stuff in the right place at the right time. Thank you. Thank you. We do worship you. We do say praise. We do say thank you. 
Come on, just step out the boat and just step up in the spirit and just move on and just receive where you work a greater influence. Not control, not domination, but a greater influence of Christ-likeness. Thank you. This is one of those mornings where we just have to stir up what's in us and just have to thank God for his goodness and his grace. And we can let go of our wheelbarrows of cement and baggage. It's not fruitful. Let go of things. If you don't know what's not fruitful in your life, ask God to show you. Show us, Father. Show us what's not fruitful in Jesus' name. Bid us to come. Now, I know that God is prompting some of you deep in your hearts. You need to do this. You need to be this. You need to be this way in a situation. Maybe it looks totally impossible, but never mind. God's created us with the ability. It's like an inborn barometer to have expectancy. Father, we expect you to show up this week. We expect, we expect, Father, we expect you to show up. We thank you. We thank you for increased intelligence and understanding and favor in Jesus' name. Yeah. We thank you that every person leaves church today refreshed and restored to your vision for their lives. We thank you. We thank you as we come up to Chosen. Lord, we thank you it's a time of new, fresh glory. It's amazing. It's frightening what God has planned for us, but it's good. It's great. God's got planned such great things. Amen. Just say goodbye to tiredness. Say goodbye to baggage. Say goodbye to going out again. We're going to do it. This time, we're going to do it. We may have tried before. But we're going to do it. We're going to make it happen. We are God's kids. We're God's kids. If you're sick, if you're unemployed, just receive favor. If you're in a mess, receive direction. If you have two minds dithering, should I be here? Should I be there? You know what? God will make it very clear. We had one foot in the UK and one foot in the USA a few years back. God made it very clear to stand the ground here. Has it been easy? No, everything's gone. Kids, family, everything. Do we say that? Oh, no, not like that. We just say, okay, okay, let's open the door to the new. We open the door to the new beginnings. Come come on, bring it on. I'm ready, aren't you? I'm ready to go for it. I don't have all the answers, but I know someone who does. And he speaks to me in his word. 
I didn't know it was you up here this morning singing, but I'm glad it was. Go ahead and sing. We believe you've really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday.